Welcome to the One Hope Church podcast, where we believe Jesus is our one hope for a better life and a better world. We hope this message encourages you. And what's up? You guys good? You good today? You ready? We're going to continue this morning. Now, I've got, a, I've got a quote for you to begin. Famous pastor and author many years ago, A.W. Tozer, said, every man is as close to God as he wants to be. Every man is as close to God as he wants to be. I want you to wrestle with that today. I want you to think about it. Do you agree or do you not agree with that quote? Now, a lot of you know about my upbringing and my life, and and I've told you before that when I was growing up, from the ages about 6 to 12, every year we would go as a family to Florida for about two or three weeks. Every year we would go to Florida, and every year we go to a different part. We would go to, to the northern part all the way down to Key West. We would go to those areas, and we'd discover, and we'd, we'd kind of have fun to see what was unique about those areas, and we would have such a fun time. These six trips carry some of my favorite memories as a child. But there was one problem about these trips. See, for those that don't know, my childhood was located in Ontario, Canada, right? And and, and why I tell you that is because that trip from Ontario, Canada to say Orlando, Florida was 1,400 miles long. That trip from Ontario, Canada was 20 hours plus long depending on where we were going. Now, can you imagine young Scott wanting to go to Disney World? The excitement, the anticipation. But in the excitement and anticipation, there was still one thing I had to deal with, and it was that car ride. See, there was a distance between me and what I wanted as a kid. Now, my parents did such a great job. They did a great job trying to make the trip not so agonizing. You know, we had the car games. You know, we made up games as we went. We would look at the billboards. We'd look at license plates, all the good things. But you parents right now, can you imagine going on a car ride today, leaving church 20-plus hours without technology? Can you just feel that? Now, parents, forget your kids, you adults. Can you imagine going on a trip yourself for 20-some hours without your phone? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? See, the reality is we struggle. We struggle when there is a distance between what we want and when we get it. No, for some, waiting 15 or 20 minutes is a long time to consider 20 plus hours. Now I think about that trip. I think about those trips really often and and I remember the feeling of how far away it was. Because distance can be tough. But we know distance isn't just mileage and time, right? What about distance in, let's say, relationships? 
How hard is it to feel an emotional distance between someone that you love and yourself? It feels so far away. How hard is it to feel an emotional distance between you and a friend? How hard is it to feel that distance between you and a spouse you've been together for years with? How hard is it to be in the room with somebody yet feel they're miles away? Have you ever felt that before? The feeling of distance can take a toll on us. Well, today, this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about a specific distance that I believe almost everyone has either felt, is feeling, or is going to feel. See, everyone I have ever asked, I'm gonna say everyone, that I've ever asked admitted that one of the biggest struggles they've walked through life with is when they have felt a distance between them and God. I can't tell you how many times people that I look up to spiritually who say, Scott, I just feel like God is so far away from me right now. People that I look up to say, Scott, where has God gone, it feels like? Like, I don't feel close to him anymore. Can you relate to that? Have you ever gone through, going through now, or imagine, I can see what that would feel like in life. See, I think this is a worthy conversation. I think this is a worthy conversation as I thought about our prayer series. See, if this many people have, are, or will be going through this, then I can't avoid this prayer. See, if you're new with us this morning, and there's always people new with us, whether online or in the room, we've been talking about prayer. We've been talking about prayer. As, as we're talking about a relationship with Jesus, we've been talking about prayer to see how maybe a relationship with God can go deeper. It's why maybe you've seen these out in the lobbies if you walked in. This is kind of a gift from us to you. We gave these out the first week, and it's got the Lord's Prayer in there because that's where we started the first week. But essentially, these were a gift for you to maybe begin to write down your prayers. Why do we write down our prayers? Because sometimes we get lost in prayers, don't we? I oftentimes struggle with focusing for lengths of time because so much of, so much of life is, is chaotic or so much is happening at one point. And so sometimes writing down our prayers gets them out of our head and then also maybe writing down how God responding to these prayers. This can maybe really a healthy time for you, even maybe helps you look back later on and say, what was God saying to me in this moment? So these are out in, in all the lobbies for you. But we've been talking about prayer because it's one of these things I've told you is we are not confident in. And what I'm hoping is, is that I can bring confidence into your life with prayer because I believe prayer changes everything. I think you'll find yourself, the more you pray, 
the more your prayers will come from a deeper place. The more you pray, the more they'll come from the depths of inside of you, those things that maybe you're holding back, but as you get used to praying, as you get used to praying, you begin to open yourself up and God meets us in these prayers. I think it changes everything. And so today I told you what our prayer for today is going to be. How do I pray when God feels so distant? How do I pray when I'm asking myself, God, where are you? Where did you go? Maybe have you forgotten me? That maybe today you're the person that says, I want to feel close to God. That is what I want. I want to feel a connection to God, but I don't know what's happened to it. I want to feel close to God, but there seems to be such a distance between me and what I want. Between me and the thing I really want most in life. And so, to wrestle through this, I wanna answer two questions. I want to answer two questions. If that's possibly you today, that you feel a distance, is why does God feel so distant? And then secondly, how do I pray through this? The two questions, why does God feel so distant? And how do I pray through this? See, I want to answer these questions because when you have this feeling of distance, this feeling of distance, tell me if this is true, when you have this feeling of distance, this can really mess with your emotions. When you feel this distance between you and God, it can really mess with the decisions that you make in life. When you feel a distance between you and God, this can be all-consuming and the thing that just becomes what is nagging underneath everything in life. And it can leave you feeling like a man named King David when he wrote to us in Psalm 13. That's where we're going today. If you've got your Bibles, you've got your phones, maybe you want to pull out. As always, it's going to be on the screen but David was in this place more than once. And David has no problem expressing how it feels to be in that moment. Psalm 13, verse one to two is where we'll start. How long, Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? Now for some, when I read that, it doesn't relate completely to you because those are very emotional words. Those words come from a deep place in David's life. And for you, you do feel a distance from God. But you're not like just crying out. You just feel there's this nagging distance. Like, I believe in God, 
but he doesn't feel really close. That's where you are. But for other people, you can completely resonate with where David is, where you've been wrestling with this for far too long and you totally resonate with his words. How long will I have to wrestle with this distance that I feel from you, God? God, where did you go? Have you forgotten me? Why do I feel this way? I don't want to feel this way. I want to be over here with you, but I feel very lonely in the seat I'm sitting in. How do I get over there? Why do I feel this way? Which is why we have to go into the first question I said. Why does God feel so distant? Now, if you've been there before, I want you to think back. If you're there right now, I want you to be real and honest with yourself. Because I have found, as I've talked with people, there's three distinct reasons that always kind of rise to the top of why we feel a distance from God. And I want to speak these because maybe God will use them to speak directly into your life of why you feel this distance. So for the first one, God feels distance. God feels distant because simply our decisions. This is the first one, okay? If we're gonna tackle this topic, the first place we have to start is with ourselves. Are there things that you have to be honest with yourself about, that you have this nagging feeling, maybe you're crying out, God, you aren't, like, I don't feel you with me, you feel at a distance, I believe in you. Are there things we have to be honest with ourselves about? Because see, I'm no different than you. Pastor Scott is no different than you. There have been times in my life when I felt God was distant, but you know what? I've been tempted to look at all the reasons around me to find out the reason why. I've been tempted to look at all the things going on around me to give me the reason why you are distant, God. But the truth is, I was the issue. And aren't we good at this? Aren't we super good at this? We, in many areas of our lives, have trained ourselves to find people or reasons to blame that are around us. And we do this so we don't have to deal with the reality that I may be my own worst enemy. I may be the issue. And let me give you an example of how I see this play out. It's not only an example of, say, maybe you, but also how we pass this down from generation to generation. How this is something that we perpetuate, and I see it in how we parent. Now, just to be clear as I begin, not you as parents, but other people as parents. Okay? Like, I'm not indicting you today. I'm just a, parents, okay? If you ever see this play out, your child someone else's child gets a bad grade. 
And how, what it, or what is our first response? What do our kids hear us too often say? What's wrong with the teacher? There's any teachers in the room, can I get an amen, right? Like, like parents, how often have you seen other parents blame the teacher because your kid gets a bad grade? What about in sports? The child, not your child, another child, doesn't develop or get as much playing time as you think they deserve, and what do we do? We blame the coach. We don't look at the child, maybe a lack of effort or lack of skill. We blame the coach, and our kids hear us say this. But you're not your child. Another child has a job, and a boss reprimands the child. And they bring it home, and they tell that parent. And is our first response ever to blame the boss? What is wrong with the business? Versus saying, what could you do better? Like, have you seen other parents do this? And you want to help them because you're a perfect parent. But you see other people, you see humans, we do this, right? And we begin to shape this in our minds of how do we blame other people, other things, for the reasons that stuff happens in our life. We begin to develop a habit. Of if something is wrong, it's because it's something someone else did versus looking at ourselves and saying, is there something that's causing this? that maybe we feel a distance from God because our decisions of sin, our decisions of apathy, our decisions of shifting in priorities. Why don't I feel close to you, God? We don't look at our sins. We don't look at our apathy. We don't look at our shifting in decisions. We just go, what is wrong with life that I don't feel this? God, why are you distant? And we don't want to look at the decisions that we are making. And when I, when I think about this, I kind of like, hey, where do I see this play out in the Bible? Maybe someone I see in the Bible where this happens, and I think the easy story, the story we, I think we all know and, and could relate to is the story of Jonah, right? And we, you know the story of Jonah. This could be representative of this point, that Jonah believed deeply in God, but when Jonah made specific decisions to not care about the mission and plan of God in his life, when Jonah had other priorities, when Jonah sinned by running in the other direction from God, Jonah is a human. It doesn't go into all of his emotions, but don't you see that there is this distance that was created? Don't you think if you believe this story of scripture that while he sits in the belly of this fish, you go, Man, there's a distance between me and God. What have I done? And I say this today, and why I wanna talk about this today, because maybe for you, this is one of those things where you, it kinda of grabs you. And maybe today it could remind you, maybe the decisions you're considering making, you'll think better. 
Maybe you are already in the middle of making decisions and maybe it'll get you to change a direction and say, if I don't feel close to God and I wanna feel close to God because this is the most foundational, the most secure, the most like you feel your best when you're close to God, maybe we look and go, well, it's really my fault. And this is something I can control. Maybe we don't feel close. Maybe there is a distance. Maybe it's because of our decisions. But listen, that may not be the reality. Maybe that's not your story. And I said there's three ways I, I see this rising to the top when I talk to people. Maybe it's not our decisions. Maybe it's our sufferings. Maybe that's where you are. It's our sufferings. Because can we all agree that life stinks sometimes? Sometimes suffering is reality. Sometimes we feel overwhelmed. Sometimes sickness happens. Sometimes we just fall apart. Sometimes life just goes against us. And I think about how suffering plays out in feeling of a distance of God. And I think about the man who Jesus walks up to and he's sitting on his mat in John 5. You know that story. Can you put yourself in the seat of this man? If you don't know that story, read John 5 this week. This man is sitting on his mat for years. Sitting in his suffering for years. Sitting on his mat, looking around at the world seemingly going okay, but he's sitting in his suffering. Being reminded day after day of how much pain he's feeling. Well, there was this belief in their town that if he could get up or scurry from his mat to get to the town pool when the water stirred that he could be healed from this. But it felt like someone could always get there quicker than him and they would get out of their suffering but he stayed in his suffering and in this moment, don't you think there is this overwhelming feeling of God, where are you in my suffering? Have you ever said, God, where are you in my pain? God, I'm so overwhelmed, I can't do anything about it. And so we say, God, where are you? God, have you forgotten me? You feel so far away. These words that you've ever spoken. And suffering can come from all different places. Sufferings are from, from loss. Suffering is from heartbreak. Suffering is just physical pain, emotional pain. Suffering comes from all over the place. But it's in these moments is where we can believe God has gone so far away. He is so distant. Because I don't feel him in the middle of my suffering. And that may be you today. Maybe you feel a distance today. It's not because of your decisions, it's because of your suffering. I said there's three different ways. Maybe it's sometimes in our decisions and we can do something about that. Maybe it's in our suffering and just the hurt and pain, but then the third one is sometimes just in our confusion. You ever been confused in life? Confused how things are going? You're trying your best. Listen, you're trying your best and you are honest with yourself. You look at your life and you're like, I don't think there's things that are majorly wrong. 
I don't think I'm messing up in major ways. But still, God, you're so distant right now. You don't seem to be there for me, and so doubt begins to creep in as confusion takes over. Once again, I look at the Bible and go, where, where, where does this play out? And I think of Joseph, Old Testament Joseph. I think of Joseph and how he lives his life. If you know the story of Joseph, don't you think there was times he was confused because God gave him a dream of how life was going to work out and he attached himself to that dream. Have you ever attached yourself to a dream? Have you ever attached yourself to the way you think or want life to work out? But then it's not. God, you gave me this dream. I think it was for you. You gave me this picture, but life isn't working out this way. I'm being betrayed by my brothers. I'm being sold to Egypt. I'm being thrown into prison because I've had integrity with Potiphar's wife. Like, God, I'm really confused right now. Are you not seeing this, God? Like, God, like, like, what in the world? Where are you right now? Because this doesn't seem to make sense. I'm doing my best, but where are you of taking care of the rest? Like, it's in these moments you can feel alone. And we speak words like, God, I believe in you, but you must be somewhere else. Like, theology of God being everywhere kind of goes out the window because you're like, God, I believe in you but you must be somewhere else because you aren't here right now. Maybe that's you. Confused of why it seems like God is ghosting you right when you need him the most. Maybe there's someone in here. Maybe there's someone watching online and maybe God feels distant right now. You don't feel closeness and maybe it's one of these reasons. Maybe... It is your decisions. Maybe it is your suffering. Maybe it is your just sitting in confusion and God just seems so far away. And so I said, I had two questions. Why? But then the second was, how do I pray through this? The second was, how do I pray through this? Because I've told you that prayer needs to become something that is not just occasional but consistent that this is something we lean into, this is something that is the foundational piece to us, and so when we feel alone, I believe the first move is to go to prayer, and where I wanna go to is looking back at David where we started in Psalm 13, is that he's in the middle of that first part of the prayer, but then how does he continue? How do I pray through this? How do I, how do David talk? when he's in the middle of feeling this distance. Psalm 13, let's go back. He says, how long, Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? That's where we were. Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give, me, give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say I've overcome him and my foes will, re will rejoice when I fall. And then verse five, in the middle of something big, right? Like in the middle of feeling distance. How 
Long will you forget me, he says, but I will trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise, for he has been good to me. Even in the midst of David saying, God, where are you? Have you forgotten me? He is showing us his emotion. He doesn't just sit in it himself, he writes it down. He still held to truths, even though. And those three truths, I think, are really powerful, and we can pray these over and over. He says, I will trust that you love me. I will not stop worshiping you. And I will remember that you've been good. What if every time we feel a distance, we go to prayer and that prayer leads us to praying, I will trust that you love me. I will not stop worshiping you. I will remember that you have been good. See, when David wrote this, he knew what Paul knew when he wrote later to the Romans, a verse that I love to go back to over and over, where Paul reminds those people who are going through lots of life stuff that nothing can separate us from the love of God. There are reasons you can feel distant. But I want us to remember today that whatever, the rea- whatever you're feeling, the reality is this, that God is never far from us, that nothing can separate us from the love of God. If you read Psalm 36, 136 later, David gives this long, long conversation, and over and over he says, and your love endures forever. See, the reality of all these three guys that I mentioned is that they would, it would be normal for them to feel distant from God. But they all found out the same thing, is that God never left them. See, Jonah, when you read that story, it says, Jonah remembered God and he prayed. So it says, and Jonah remembered God and he prayed, and what God showed him was that he was not forgotten, he was not distant, no matter the terrible decisions that he made. One day, the man in John 5 is sitting on his mat, and Jesus shows up, and he tells the man to get up from his mat, and that day he was reminded that God did not forget him, that God wasn't distant, and that Jesus shows up and tells him to step up, get up, take your mat, and your suffering, you are healed. And Joseph, Joseph, later in life is reminded that he was never forgotten. God was never not distant. It says that what the enemy meant for evil, God used for good. God had never left them. And the message I want you to get this morning is that he didn't leave them and he doesn't leave us. He didn't forget them. He doesn't forget us. He wasn't distant from them and he's not distant for us. And I got thinking this week is what if maybe God has not forgotten you 
maybe he's just forming something in you? What if God uses these moments and he's not forgotten you, but he's just forming something in you? What if maybe God has not been distant, he's just developing something in you? in these moments? What if God is using these moments to say, I want something more for you. I've got something more for you. Out of his love, he's saying, I know you're feeling a distance, but I'm right there. I'm actually doing something in your life. Maybe you feel distant because it's one of these reasons. Well, today I want you to be encouraged that no matter the reason, there is nowhere you can go that God isn't. True theology tells us there's nowhere that we can go that God isn't. He is present in everything. The question is, will we hold tight to the truth that he says he loves me? Will we not stop worshiping him in the middle of it? And we, will we remember that he is good? And maybe this prayer closes the gap that we feel. At the beginning of this message, I gave you a quote, and I said, just wrestle with this. Do you believe it or not? A.W. Tozer says, every man is as close to God as he wants to be. Whether you believe in that or not, here's what I'll tell you. God wants to be closer to you than you even want to be to him. And maybe that in itself can encourage you. That you may feel a distance, but it's not reality. Because God is always trying to close the gap with you. There are reasons we feel distant. But maybe when we turn and remember, God is right there. And before you know it, a huge feeling of a gap turns into a relationship. Maybe that gap closes the moment we say, I'm going to pray. I'm just going to trust that you love me. I'm going I'm to not stop worshiping you. And I'm going to remember how good you are. And that gap gets small. And so we end in worship every day. Every Sunday we end in worship. I'm just giving you the opportunity to respond to God. If you're those people that you feel a distance, you can turn your seat into an altar. These altars are always open. But I promise you, the moment you turn, the moment you remember, maybe by holding on to these truths, if you can push through and say, God, I trust this, I believe that distance can be closed. And I think God wants that more than you even want it. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, you wanted to close the gap, and so you sent Jesus. Maybe there's someone in this room, maybe there's someone online that feels a distance from you, and maybe the first move is that we just say, God, forgive me for my sins, Forgive me I've not lived for you. Forgive me I've not believed in you. Forgive me that I've turned and ran the other way. And that God, our first response is say, I know I can choose to live a different way. So forgive me, God. And thank you that when I remember you and pray, you always forgive me. 
God, maybe other people that are suffering deeply right now, and God, that you today, through the power of your spirit, will remind them you may feel a distance, but that's not real. You're right there. Maybe, God, people just confused and doubt and just like, what's going on? Life isn't working out the way I thought. And it's just, it's, it just, everything's unnerving and you just don't know what to do. God, I pray that in the confusion that you would remind them you're right there in the middle of the confusion. And that, God, you don't want a distance between us and you. You love us too much. So, God, will you speak to your people today? and that we'd respond the way you've been desiring for us to respond the whole time. It's your name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from One Hope Church. If you liked this message and would like to hear more, check out our website at ouronehope.com for message archives, service times, and more information on how you can get connected. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you soon.